by way of introduction, my name is Father Michael Hurley. I am an alum, and it's delightful to be with you today to celebrate this auspicious uh, convocation, the beginning of the school year. Uh, last night when I arrived on campus, I was uh, warmly uh, greeted by uh, Dr. and Mrs. O'Reilly in the Hacienda, and I took the occasion to slip into the chapel, the Guadalupe Chapel, down at the Hacienda. And as I walked into the chapel, well, the first thing that hit me was it smelled like the chapel at Thomas Aquinas in the Guadalupe Chapel. Why? There's something about scent that triggers memory. It's one, I think it's the sense that above all has the power to trigger memory. I came in there and a wave of memories bombarded my mind, my imagination. I remembered the first time I ever entered into that little chapel down at the Hacienda, 27 years ago. As a freshman, I came and I got down on my knees. The kneelers seem a little harder these days, <laughs> or maybe my knees are less flexible, but... <laughs> In those days, I came to pour out my heart to Our Lady. It had just begun freshman year, and it was exciting and adventure, but I felt like I was swimming in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> I had uh, failed the writing exam. <laughs> oh, boy. I uh, couldn't have told you a, a, lemming, uh, or a, a lemma from a lemming. <laughs> and I, I do remember this. This is true confessions. At the uh, freshman orientation picnic, when someone mentioned they were so excited, so excited to experience a Latin, I thought they were making a sly but oblique reference to the chips and salsa. That was my Latin experience, so <laughs> not well prepared. <laughs> and, in any way. And last night I was there, I was just thinking about that moment. And subsequently, it was four years, we didn't have this beautiful, this beautiful place of worship. That became a kind of refuge to bring not only the travails of life, the rigors of those four years, but the triumphs, not the, only the sorrows, but the joys. And, and last night as I, as I was filled with this sense of remembrance it occurred to me that it wasn't simply a moment of nostalgia, not simply a moment of remembering the past, but a powerful reminder that we do well to begin any endeavor by having recourse to our Blessed Mother. Are we beginning a new project? Are we beginning a new year? Are we endeavoring something new? Is God's presence going to come alive in a new way in our lives, one place to go. The first place, the essential place, the necessary place to come to Our Lady. On this convocation day when it is right, we celebrate the traditional mass of the Holy Spirit. We also celebrate with the universal church, the queenship of Mary. Queenship, the octave of, after the assumption of Our Lady, body and soul, into heaven. We celebrate the culmination, the crowning, the coronation of she who is now queen of heaven and of earth. This morning I want to reflect just briefly on two aspects of the queenship of Mary that can help us, to help you, 
Help this college begin well. Begin this new year in a fruitful way. And I'm going to take two images, two different images, uh, to kind of unpack the power of the Blessed Mother Queen of Heaven. And the first image is uh, the aforementioned uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. In some ways, it's um, a capital S sacramental the church has been given because it's not an artist's depiction of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Of course, have no physical description in the scriptures. But the tilma is what? We believe that miraculous gift of Mary herself to the church. It's how Mary has chosen to reveal herself, if you will, small r reveal, to all of us. To us. It's a living, I won't get into, unpack uh, the fullness of the, the miracle of the Toma, but it really is, it's, it's, it's living. <laughs> it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't still be with us. And yet it is. And there's all sorts of wonderful um, connections and characteristics of the Tilma. But the point is that in the Tilma, we see a connection between the, king sh- the queenship of Mary and her role as our mother. Mary is our queen precisely because she is our mother. It's interesting that um, early uh, depictions of uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe will often sometimes have a crown on them. In fact, there's one in the Hacienda that has not, it's not actually a literal uh, replication of the tilma, but it symbolizes her queenship. And I had the great privilege uh, just a week or two ago to celebrate with the whole Dominican order the chapter in Mexico City on the feast of Holy Father Dominic, a mass of the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And what I noticed, and by the way, if you've never been to Our Lady of Guadalupe in the Basilica, put it on your bucket list. (laughs) Definitely recommendable, powerful place of pilgrimage and of prayer. What I noticed is above the tilma is a beautiful crown symbolizing Mary's queenship and this is connected to the scriptures because we know in ancient Israel who is the queen well oftentimes it's not the spouse of the king for various reasons some practical others kings have many wives like David and Solomon your queen is going to be a figurehead or ceremonial unless there's a greater source of unity as we know scripturally the one who had the power of the queen was who? The mother of the king. Mother of the king. Mary, insofar as she is mother to the king of kings, is queen. And Juan Diego would have known this because um, she is dressed as a princess, as royalty, would have immediately got the connection with the person who I'm encountering is not just some common person. But is royalty, is royalty in every way. And so what does this queen do and ask of Juan Diego and ask of us? Well, she simply reassures us as a mother, as a mother. If you know the story, well, you know that she appears, she asks Juan to uh, be an advocate, have a great basilica, a place of healing, unity for all peoples, of prayer to be built. And he says, I'm not the right person. I don't have the social connection. I don't have the political connection. I'm the wrong person. His fears are perhaps confirmed when the bishop says, to paraphrase, 
don't call us, we'll call you, <laughs> right? He puts them off. And then to top it all off, his uncle becomes gravely ill. And so he avoids the place where she's appeared to him before. He literally walks around the mountain in Mexico City. And in that moment, we have the message of Guadalupe, the queen, the mother. She says, my little Juanito, right? Dieguito, am I not your mother? Are you not under my care and protection? Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious. Am I not the source of your joy? Precisely because she is queen, she can be our mother, right? As mother to the king, her queenship gives us a kind of intimacy to her maternal care for us. As you begin the school year then, have recourse to Mary, queen of the world and mother of your life. Mother of your life. And this leads to the second image, perhaps more proximate to the specific goal of this college. And that is what? Faith seeking what? Seeking understanding, right? In its most general sense and Last night as I exited from that Guadalupe Chapel, I noticed something that I had never really noticed before. I don't know if the light just hit it right, but I noticed as I was exiting, I don't even know if it was there 27 years ago, we'll just say it was. <laughs> but it was a bronzed icon of Our Lady, Seat of Wisdom. The, the, the Byzantine kind of, with, with the... Um, with the almond-shaped uh, presence of divinity. And there Mary is as queen, and because she is queen, seat of wisdom, place of all of intellectual illumination, but insofar as wisdom is both a moral virtue, cardinal virtue, but also the supernatural, a gift of the Holy Spirit. She is an image for precisely what this college is all about, the pursuit of wisdom, the pursuit of nothing less than the truth, that all of your academic endeavors as students, as tutors, as those who are involved in administration, whatever your specific vocational role is at this college, it is in pursuit of what? Wisdom. And who better to lead us to that wisdom and Mary, the very place, the very seat of wisdom. Make no mistake, what's the gospel about? What does Jesus say? He says, Father, I give you praise. Why? Because you've made it hard to find wisdom, to paraphrase. The pursuit of wisdom is difficult. Those who think they are wise and learned, guess what? They end up with a kind of opinion. They end up with a kind of, kind of buzzwords, right? And fads. They don't end up with what? The presence of truth, which is not just an idea, wisdom, which is just not thought, but which is a person. Truth is a person. Wisdom is the discovery, the encounter of the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he says, blessed are you who see, and many long to see but didn't see it. Blessed are you who hear, 
but didn't hear it. So how can we hear? How can we see? We go to the Blessed Mother's seat of wisdom because that's where the Lord is. Put it this way. In the pursuit of wisdom, we seek the seat of wisdom precisely because God himself sought Mary herself to be the place of his incarnate wisdom. Today then, and I'm just noticing this now, we have an image of Mary's seat of wisdom. As you exit the chapter with, I'm thinking I'm sitting from here, looks almost Guadalupearian colors, and the crown. As we, in this place, worship the Lord, as we are fed by the Lord, we have recourse to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Queen of heaven and earth, Mother and seat of wisdom as you depart from this place, as you're filled with the Holy Spirit and the living bread of angels to glance up and to invoke Our Lady to be your queen. Ask her to reign in your heart. Dedicate this year under the auspices of her mantle. Let her be your mother. Let her help us to seek for the fullness of wisdom. Amen.